Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the first edition of the Southern Fan College Football Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Bradley Perry. It is 8.51 p.m. where I am at, and so it's going to be a late first show for us, but I am so excited to get this going for you. This is something that I have been planning for a little bit over two to three months, and I've been waiting and waiting and waiting, and I feel like it's finally time to get this going. Um, I wanted to introduce myself. I'm 24 years old. I'm from Louisville, Kentucky, and I am an avid Kentucky Wildcats fan, as well as a lover of college football. And um, the reason I wanted to do this podcast is because I simply wanted to give a fresh intake and fresh opinion on the game that we all have come to love. And without further ado, I want to go ahead and get into some week four reactions. I've got four reactions from this week four of college football that I want to go ahead and get into and my first one, I want to get into Clemson's quarterback, DJ Uliangalale, I think it's pronounced. I want to first give a little shout-out to Clemson. Um, I believe this week Clemson showed me they're a legit contender um, for the national championship. I was not much of a believer in Clemson. I definitely had my own worries about their offense, about um, I, I knew they had a good defensive um, front seven, but I definitely was not a believer in DJ Uliangalale in particular. I thought he was a little bit overhyped, and I used a lot of my own bias against him, but I watched, for the first time, I sat down and watched a full Clemson football game, and I wanted to watch them against a good opponent, and so I watched their game against Wake Forest. And I'll be honest, guys, DJ Uliangalale, he absolutely showed out. He had 26 completions on 41 passes, 371 yards and five total touchdowns and a 51 to 45 overtime victory against Sam Hartman and the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. It was a fantastic college football game to start the day. Had me on the edge of my seat the entire time. Um, but I just wanted to yeah, first give a shout out to the, to the man. He He showed out this week and he made a believer of me and I Uh, I was watching his decision-making going down the uh, stretch of the fourth quarter, and he just seemed to make every play when he needed him to. He seemed very comfortable in the pocket. He seemed comfortable with the moment, and I think that spoke volumes to his composure and to his leadership. I also am uh, one to tend to believe that every college football national championship contender has to have a stellar quarterback. And with that, I say Clemson put him on the list. Do I think they're going to win it? Probably not. Do I think they're going to make the college football playoff? Yeah, we'll see. But I'm getting them a bid right now. Um, second, I want to give a shout-out to Anthony Richardson. He finally showed me something in the passing game. Um, I'm a Kentucky football fan true and through, and so I was not a big fan of Anthony Richardson. Um, I definitely listened to the media hype. I, I saw the comparisons of Cam Newton and Dak Prescott, and I'll be real with you guys, was not a believer. Um, still not much of a believer, but I do see that there is some legit potential there to be a great quarterback in the future. Um, his statistics, he went 24 for 44 on passes, 24 completions to 44 attempts. He had 453 yards and two touchdowns of the year with only one interception and an 81 QBR. That is impressive, guys. Even on the road, to do that on the road um, was impressive in a 38-33 loss at Tennessee. Um, Number three, um, this was a week of slow starts in college football. I don't know if you guys saw like I did, but Georgia, Michigan, Kentucky, Oklahoma, USC, and others had slow starts this week. It seemed like every team that played Um, Well, every team that was ranked in the top 15, other than maybe the exception of Alabama, seemed to be a little bit uh, groggy, if you will, a little bit slow on the uh, the adrenaline adrenaline level. And I think it showed in the first half of many games. You saw Georgia was only up, I think, 12 at halftime or 13. You saw Michigan was only up, I think, 4 at halftime. Kentucky was, I think, tied at halftime at 14. Oklahoma actually lost, and... USC was a couple bad penalties away from uh, potentially going to overtime against Oregon State. And with that, I just want to also hit, I think our trap games are officially upon us. I think the season of looking ahead 
to next week's opponents or the, you know the week following is a finally upon us and i think that it's uh like this week was a wake up call to every con- every contender if you may to simply take the opponent it's one one game at a time one one game season and um it was interesting to see such late starts um with so many great programs i was so intrigued by who was going to wake up who was going to pull away it was it was awesome to watch if you're a college football fan um but also, I just wanted to say I was not impressed with USC whatsoever. Um, I do think that Caleb Williams is legit. I think USC's offensive line is an issue, and I think USC should have lost that game. But I will give them props where props are due. They pulled away. They won the football game. Georgia, same thing. Georgia had a slow start, but Georgia's still in the second half really kind of put their foot on the neck of Kent State and pulled away. Michigan, I'm waiting to see more in the passing game. Obviously, their offensive line was doing fantastic. Their running game is alive and well. But Michigan left me some to be desired with the passing game in Kentucky. My boys, what are we doing, guys? We have got to learn how to protect the quarterback. But I was impressed with our young talent, the freshman wide receiver and Barryon Brown and also Dane Key this season have been fantastic to watch. Um, I do think that that our, our, a lot of our problems are about to be fixed. And that leads me to my fourth reaction of college football week four. Kentucky has some issues at the offensive line. They are in desperate need of Chris Rodriguez as well. Chris Rodriguez is their their running back who has been suspended for the first four games of the season due to some off-the-field issues. Uh, let me just run you through some statistics for Chris Rodriguez first. He had 1,379 yards rushing last year on 225 carries. That is 6.1 yards per carry and nine touchdowns. Let me just run you through some statistics that Kentucky's rushing game has had this season. First, they've only had 326 yards rushing the entire season on 135 carries. That is 2.4 yards per carry and 81 yards a game. That is last in the SEC, and that is simply not going to get it done if you are truly wanting to compete with the likes of Georgia, Tennessee, and Alabama for an SEC championship this year. So my final reaction to week four, Kentucky needs Chris Rodriguez, who will be back to start next week against Ole Miss at noon Eastern at the Grove. I am super excited for that game. But yeah, guys, I just wanted to give an introduction, give a quick reaction um, take to the week that we just watched. And I'm going to take a quick break, and I will get back with you here shortly on the rest of our show. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Brad, and I'll be right back. Thanks. Good evening and welcome back to the Southern Fan College Football Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Perry, and I brought two of my buddies with me to do this next segment. Um, We're just going to do our Week 5 College Football Games predictions. And uh, without further ado, Jalen, TJ, how you doing, guys? Doing good. What's up, what's up? Awesome, man. Well, (laughs) let's go ahead and get right into it, man. Looking at the Week 5 slate this week, we've got first game I want to go ahead and talk about, (laughs) Kentucky and Ole Miss. As many of you guys know, I'm a diehard Cats fan. Um, we had a little discussion about this before the show started, um, and I might not be in agreement with every hot take that was made, but uh, TJ, we'll let it start with you. Who do you got in this game, Kentucky or Ole Miss, and why? As much as I want to call the upset, I just don't think you can go against the Cats right now, so I'm just going to take Kentucky on this one. All right, awesome. Jalen? I think personally um, I'm going to go with Kentucky because after watching Ole Miss this past week, um, their struggle with Tulsa, I just don't trust them. And I know that Kentucky can bring something to the table. Just by them playing Florida and stuff, I can see them winning this game by a large margin. Well, actually, I I might have been wrong. I I thought we weren't agreeing, but I guess we're going to agree on this one. Of course, I've got my boys. Um, I think the addition of Chris Rodriguez this week finally coming back. Man, we have missed him. Um, as you heard in my opening statement, man, our run game has been abysmal. I also think this um, the road win at Florida. I think set us up well for this game at the Grove because I think Will Levis and company are well in tune with the road environment. I think that 
the environment's not going to be too much for them. And I honestly, I think that Will Levis will fare well. I think that Kentucky will, uh, I think it'll be a great game. I think it'll be a high-scoring game, actually. But I think Kentucky's defense prevails in a 35-31 to 31 victory for yours truly, the Kentucky Wildcat faithful. Next game, guys. We're going to move to a team we actually talk about a little bit, the Minnesota Golden Gophers. We're going to do Minnesota versus Purdue. Purdue is 2-2. Two and two. Minnesota's 4-0. and oh creeping into the top 25 this week at number 21. But Purdue's tricky. Purdue hangs around a lot. Purdue pulls a lot of upsets. I'd even say Purdue probably wins more upsets than they do games they're supposed to win. Um, keep in mind why they yeah. are 6-6 six and six every single year. Um, guys, what do you think? Is Minnesota, are they for real? Are they going to win this game? And by how much? What do you think? Give me a, give me a prediction, Teach. I just think after last week we can just tell that that offense is just rolling. Um, I think they win it big. I think they win it by at least 20. Fair enough. Jalen, what you got for me, brother? My goodness. Um, you were right about that That one thing, talking about uh, Purdue just pulling through in these big games and stuff. But I don't know, man. Minnesota, man, they are looking pretty good. So I wouldn't be surprised if they win, and I wouldn't be surprised if Purdue wins also. So I think I'd say about 28-20, Minnesota on top. I'm going to have to agree with that one. I think P.J. Flex rowing the boat right now. They're moving. They're winning games. They're taking names. I'm telling you right now, I think Minnesota, one of the coolest things about Minnesota is no one's talking about them. You want to know how you can sneak up on opponents and win and, and win the big games? No one talks about you. You, that's, that's bulletin board material. It's something that Kentucky's been doing for years. I like what Minnesota brings to the table. They've got a rugged defense. They've got a good run game. Their quarterback's got a lot of moxie, and I think that they're, uh, they're well they're well primed for this game. But, but, I'm taking the Purdue Boilermakers. I think Minnesota, um, I think they drink the Kool-Aid this week, buy into the hype, and I think Purdue comes in ready and well primed to pull an upset. I'm going to take the Purdue Boilermakers. I know I'm not going to be a uh, popular man after that no pick, way. but my boy Dylan, I know, I know, I know. I love you, Dylan Blue Dorn. Next game, guys. Utah versus Oregon State. We watched Oregon State play uh, last Saturday against the USC Trojans. Man, what an interesting game that was. Um, we also watched Utah go to the swamp and almost pull a victory out from the Florida Gators. Um, guys, what are we thinking on Utah versus Oregon State and why? TJ, I'll let you start. Honestly, I was trying to pull up some stuff that I was thinking of about Oregon State and Utah. I just think – Oregon State, we saw they can play with the big dogs, but I don't know if they have the ability to finish with the big dogs. As you can see, they got there, but right before they could just get over the hump, they were making mistakes at the end, a couple costly penalties, I feel. Just that quarterback, I don't think he's good in clutch moments. We could see that he fell apart in the clutch moment of his career against USC last week. Jalen, what do you think, brother? I totally agree with this. And Oregon State, just um, watching them play against um, – play this past week um man just the mistakes that they made towards the end the quarterback couldn't prevail and it was just it was very embarrassing it was hard to watch the game to be honest with you and it was just many there are many many moments where just Caleb Williams Caleb Williams would kind of just throw the game away and then it would be in Oregon State's hand and they just had everything in their pocket and they just they just fumbled the bag and they ended up losing the thing so Definitely, um, I got them losing this week. So, okay. All right. I'm actually going to take the Beavers. Um, it is right now Utah's a 10.5 favorite over the Oregon State Beavers. But Oregon State's defensive line is legit, fellas. Um, they're, you know, two penalties away from getting a field goal and putting that game into overtime last night or last Saturday against the Trojans. And I'm taking the Oregon State Beavers to beat the Utah Utes. Um, I'm not a big believer in Oregon State's quarterback. I think he he panics way too often. But, hey, if they can keep the game close uh, up into the fourth quarter, man, that's where miracles happen and that's where uh, that's where the magic is. And I think Oregon State's going to hang with them. I think Oregon State's going to pull out the victory. Our next game, this is going to be a fun one to debate with my guys. We're going to talk about Alabama and Arkansas, guys. We had a little bit of a discussion before the show on who we think is going to take this one. I'll start. I made the bold prediction. I'm going to make it on the show right now. 
Seth Durkin, if you're hearing this, you're about to love what I have to say. Arkansas is going to beat the Alabama Crimson Tide on CBS at 2.30 p.m. this upcoming Saturday. Why? Because I think Alabama is going to overlook Arkansas. I like what K.J. Jefferson brings to the table. I think Alabama's offense, if you took away the Vanderbilt game, has left some things to be desired. Um, I think Alabama has looked a little bit a little bit more uh, normal, if you would say, against top 25 opponents. Well, of course, they haven't played, but only one. But, you know, Texas still almost pulled that victory out with their backup quarterback. And I know the game was on the road. I'm not going to dismiss that. But I love what Arkansas brings to the table. They've got a, they've got a very fast, hard-hitting defense. If they can just limit mistakes, which was their biggest issue against Texas A&M, they would have won that game by 21 points, I think. They were doing whatever they could with Texas A&M's defense. But, you know, that 13-point swing right before halftime really changed the complexion of the game. But I'm going to roll with the Arkansas Razorbacks. It's crazy. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm making all these upsets. And I wasn't really planning on it. But, hey, I think Alabama's still a top three team in the country. But, hey, upsets happen. That's what makes us love college football. I'm taking the Arkansas Razorbacks to beat the Alabama Crimson Tide. I'm still taking Alabama to win the SEC, but Arkansas, woo pig, give me something this week. TJ, what you got? So I'm going to clearly just pick the favorite, Alabama, and the reason might not be why you think. I'm taking it just because I feel like Arkansas hasn't proven to me yet that they can live up to the hype that we've been giving them the past two years. You know, the last year I was with a group of buddies. We were on the way down to watch college game day in Arkansas or Arkansas, Georgia, and Athens, and they were telling me how Arkansas is going to be doing all this, Arkansas is going to do all that, and they got skunked in the in Athens. And so I just – and then we look at the game last week with Texas A&M, Arkansas, like these big moments, that's the showdown. That was AT&T Stadium. Like this is Arkansas. Here you go. This is your moment. And you just don't have the ability to do it. So I don't think they live up to the hype, and I think Alabama just rolls over them on this one. Jalen, what you got? Two words for you. Roll Tide. And this is why I didn't want Roll to Roll Tide. Right here. I am from Alabama, diehard Alabama <laughs> fan. Pretty sure my family has a Nick Saban shrine in their house somewhere. So I'm, I'm Roll Tide to the day I die. And definitely I will say there, there are two people that will be game changers. And Arkansas do, doesn't have these people. And that's Bryce Young and Will Anderson. Absolutely going to dominate on both sides of the football, and I think I think Arkansas is just going to fold. I, I don't think they'll they'll meet up to the hype like like what TJ said last year. They had all this talk about beating Georgia, and look what happened. They got dogged. <laughs> they got dogged, and I, I think it'll. And honestly, I I don't think it will be an absolute blowout, but I I will say that it will be a it will be a close game. And they'll give us a run for our money, but we will come up on top because we have the two best players in college football. Sounds like a uh, a little debate we've got going on. That automatically made me regret what I said. Anyway, we're going to move on because we could talk about this for a couple minutes, but we're not going to make this a debate show today. We're just going to get into our picks. Next game. Wake Forest versus Florida State. This is an interesting one because I don't know much about either program. I have watched a couple more Wake Forest games. I actually have watched two Florida State games this year. And I'll say, do I think Florida State's a top 25 team in the country? I do not. Um, I know they're 4-0. I know they have flipped the script. You know, last year they started 0-4. So I'm I'm doing, you know, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a believer in what – uh, Florida State's got going on, but I don't think they are a top 25 team in the country. Also, I want to get into what, who I think Wake Forest. I think Wake Forest has a, a game changer at the quarterback position. They've obviously got some to be desired at the defensive back positions, um, giving up big plays last week to end up to ultimately lose the game against Clemson. Um, looking at this game, the spread is a Florida State's actually a seven-point favorite. There's no way that I believe Florida State's going to win this football game. I think Clemson, or uh, I say Clemson, Wake Forest is two two plays away from beating the Clemson Tigers. They're in the top five right now. I picked them to go to the college football playoff. So with that and that alone, I think Sam Hartman, 
He's probably going to have another big game. I don't trust Florida State's defensive backs. I think Sam Hartman throws for 300-plus yards, three touchdowns, and ultimately a Wake Forest victory against Florida State. TJ, what you got for me? Um, I just kind of think Florida State is a hard stadium to go in and win. We watched that game together, the Clemson-Wake Forest game. I love Sam Hartman. I love the running back that they have. I thought they had talented wide receivers. I do agree that they they do suffer in the DB area, you know, the cornerback position. With that said, though, and I think it will be a hard-fought win, I'm going to take Wake Forest to win that game. I think they go in there rolling to Florida State, and they beat them. Even though it's going to be hard, I think it's going to be a close game, but I think they're going to beat them. Jalen, what you got for me, brother? Those Demon Deacons are on Demon Time, for sure. <laughs> and I will definitely say after after last week's game, I, 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 don't, I don't think Florida State has a chance with them. I mean, come on now. Look at, look at their quarterback, man. Sam, Hart, Sam Hartman, absolutely amazing. Uh, me and Brad talked the other day when we were watching this game, and I was like, this guy is an NFL quarterback. And he is an absolute weapon on that offense, and he has some receivers to utilize. And I think, I think the Florida State defense just can't keep up with that. So I definitely would take Wake Forest on top. Interesting. Sounds good. I actually, you know, Sam Hartman. We all, I think we all watched. Uh, was it QB one? Man, that dude. He was fun to watch, and it's been interesting watching his progression. Um, through his time at Wake Forest because you know that Tavon Bowers dude actually the couple seasons before also went to Wake Forest. I don't think I ever saw him touch a college football field. And I say that with all due respect. I don't he's he's not garbage. He's a good quarterback. But Sam Hartman's just been one of those guys where I've just kind of watched him all the way through his career and I do agree with Jalen. I do think he's gonna play on Sundays. I think that he his precision and the way he throws the football <laughs> he made some NFL type throws. He made him he made himself some money last week against Clemson and do I think his arm talent needs to improve sure but Sam Hartman I'm riding with him he's the man the myth and the legend apparently the demon deacons are on demon time according to Jalen next game fellas we've got the Clemson Tigers versus the NC State Wolfpack this is an interesting one because I am not a believer in NC State whatsoever I think NC State is the biggest fraud in the yeah. top 10 and, and ultimately yeah. in the top 25. Um, O'Leary, I think their first or their quarterback's name is. I could not be a, a – I'm just not buying it, okay? He's got more of the Anthony Richardson hype to him. I'm, I'm just not a believer in this guy. I think North Carolina's offense or NC State, not North Carolina, NC State's offense is pretty pedestrian. They don't score a lot of points. They don't they, they, they don't have the, the talent to be in the top ten right now. I, I know that they're undefeated, but I saw a statistic or a uh, a graphic on Twitter this morning about Kansas. Kansas Jayhawks have a better resume right now than the NC State Wolfpack. One's in the top ten and one's not ranked. I think NC State's fraud. I think Clemson's gonna dog walk NC State. I think this is gonna be the week where Clemson exposes NC State for being fraud. Um, it'll be Saturday at 6.30 p.m., and Clemson's a 6.5 favorite. I'm going to go ahead and say I'm taking the over by a lot on that one. I am extremely excited to watch this football game. And, hey, NC State, if you want to make me a believer, come out here and beat Clemson. I'll, I'll praise you then on the next show. But for right now, dude, come on. NC State, is they're garbage. They're not very good. And, you know, well, I regret saying that. I guess we'll have to wait and see on Saturday. But uh, I'll move on to you guys. TJ, what you got for the game? So I just want y'all to put this in your mind. Whoever thinks NC State's going to win this game has to just be on something. They, You really think NC State's going to walk in to Death Valley at 6.30 p.m. on ABC prime time and beat the Clemson Tigers? No, that's not going to happen. I agree with Brad. They're fraud. They shouldn't even be in the top 10 in my point. They shouldn't even be in the top 25. I know they're undefeated, but you need to prove to me something. And this might be the game they prove it. If they can even hang with them, I'll give them a little bit more respect. But, no, I don't think NC State wins this game at all. Yeah, I agree. I think NC State loses probably – I'm going to pick 35-17. to 17. I think it's going to be an easy Clemson drumming of a uh, – We'll put that in air quotes, top 10 NC State football team. Jalen, what you got for me? You got to be smoking dope. 
if you think these NC State boys going to come out here and whoop Clemson Tigers. It just ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen. Absolutely not. Ray Charles himself can see that this ain't going to work out. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Not Ray Charles. I just – them Clemson boys are something else. Even though they struggled against Wake Forest, I, I, I think the Clemson Tigers are going to come out here and give them a butt whooping, and it just ain't, it's just not going to be close. And I'll honestly say I'd be surprised if NC State scores two touchdowns on them. Oh, man. So I'd, I'd say about, about 42-7. Dang. 42-7. I'm bold with my prediction. I, I'm going to stand with it. We're going to revisit this. We're going to revisit these takes next week. So we're going to see uh, where we went right and where we went wrong. Um but we'll move on to the next game. This will be one of the last of the day. I want to hear y'all's take. Oklahoma State, Baylor. Now, I'm looking on the spread right now. On the FPI, it's actually giving Baylor a 65.3% chance to win this game. Now, I don't know if you remember, but Oklahoma State and Baylor actually played in the Big 12 championship last year. It came out of the very last play of the game. Oklahoma State, um, their running back, you know, extends out to win the game, win the championship, and comes maybe an inch short. Um, and it was one of the most heartbreaking scenes I've ever seen. But this is their moment. This is their revenge game. I think for that and that reason alone, Oklahoma State, I'm rolling with, with old Gundy and the mullet here. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I'm going to pick them not only to cover, but I'm going to pick them to win outright. I'm picking Oklahoma State. I'll say 24-17. Uh, what's, their, what's their little gigum? Is that their saying? Poke them? The go pokes? Go, go Cowboys. Oklahoma State riding and dying this week. We'll go with uh, Cowboys here. TJ, what you got? I just think numbers don't lie. And right now the statistics are saying Oklahoma State's going to win, and I agree with them. I think Oklahoma State's going to win. Uh, the offense looks like it's rolling. And just everything else I can see looks good, so I'm taking the Oklahoma State. Jay, well, what you got for me, brother? Oh man, I honestly I'm just I'm just gonna go out there and say the Baylor Bears might pull this one out. Um, they gave BYU a good little good little game a few weeks ago, um, and at the time they were what a top 15 team. Yeah. So they kept it close with them, and not gonna lie, I think they would give Oklahoma State a, a run for their money. Um, because Oklahoma State just hasn't really played anybody, I'd say. So, I think Baylor Bears have, have they have a better resume this season so far. So, I wouldn't be surprised if they come out on top, and I think it'll be close. I'll say 26-21. Sounds good, man. Um, next game. We're going to go into an interesting matchup I'm seeing here on the SEC slate. I'm looking at Texas A&M versus the Mississippi State Bulldogs at 3 o'clock Eastern on SEC Network. The game, it looks like, is in Starkville. Guys, I'm going to go first here. I'm picking the Mississippi State Bulldogs to pull the upset against A&M. I am not a believer in A&M whatsoever. I do think they have a good defense. I think their defense keeps them in games. I think their offense is pedestrian at best. I think Mississippi State actually wins this game. I'm a big believer in Will Rogers. What he did to my cats last year was pretty embarrassing. Um, Will Rogers is a gunslinger, guys. This guy's going to play on Sundays. And uh, like I said in my opening statement, I believe that teams with the best quarterback usually have the best chance to win. I think Will Rogers makes less mistakes. I think A&M probably doesn't score more than 14 to 17 points in this game. I don't know if they can also cover the air raid, but we're going to see. Mike uh, Mike Leach, what you got for me? I'm rolling with the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Jalen, I'm actually going to take let you take this one um, next. What do you got for me, brother? Shoey, man, not going to lie to you. I think I think Texas A&M is going to take this game. Um, I have more trust in, in Texas A&M, and they have a head coach named Jimbo Fisher. He's a genius, and I think he's going to draw up some plays that, that absolutely throw this team off, and I, I think they'll come out on top. And I think it'll be by, I'll say, about a two-touchdown margin, I'd say. So, I have them coming out, I would say, 35-14 maybe. Oh, so three tutties. Three tutties maybe. It's got a 21-skunk going on here. TJ, it looked like you were chomping at the bits to get at this one. Uh, what you got from your brother? I'm just taking Mississippi State as the upset. They're going to knock off Texas A&M. And you know why? 
you said him earlier, Will Rogers. He's leading that them Bulldogs, and he's going to go off. You know what his QB rating is right now? It's 160.4. Do you know how many yards he's thrown for this year? I'm, he's thrown for 1,300 yards already this year. Touchdowns, 16. Do you know how many interceptions, though? He's only thrown three. Do you know how many completion per- rating he has? 74%. Come on, Will Rogers is the reason why Mississippi State Bulldogs are going to win this game. Yep. I'm going to have to agree with that one. Um, I, I will say, I, I tend, in an air raid offense, I tend to look less at the statistics because of the quarterbacks that Mike Leach has produced in his past um, coaching opportunities, like Texas Tech with Graham Harrell and so on and so forth. I think a lot of those completions are usually, you know, five to six yard dump passes. They're very short, quick, intermediate passes to get the defense to bite. And then they try to trick you and go long. I think it's a good offensive scheme. I like Will Rogers a lot. I think he's got moxie. I think he has an NFL arm. I think he also has NFL vision. And for that and that reason, I think we're all going to agree and we're going to take the Texas A&M Aggies to lose on the road to the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Last game of the top 25 slate, fellas. Michigan Wolverines. They are playing the Iowa Hawkeyes, the worst offense in the Power Five. I don't know if they've even scored a touchdown yet. Obviously, I'm lying. They scored a couple last week. Um, The FPI right now on ESPN has it for a 76.8% in Michigan's favor. Guys, is there any chance that Petrus and the Iowa Hawkeyes, let alone are going to score a touchdown against Michigan, but pull off the upset victory. I'm going to go first. I'm giving an absolute 0% to Iowa. I will I will say Michigan's looked a little bit pedestrian in the passing game. And with that reason, I say it'll be a little bit closer than it usually will would be, in my opinion. I think Michigan um, definitely is going to cover. I think Michigan wins this game by 17. I'm going to go 37 to 20. I think Iowa actually probably wins the line of scrimmage a couple drives and gets a couple touchdowns. I'm going to give Iowa two turnovers, which leads to them scoring three total touchdowns. But I'm saying Michigan wins 37 to 20 over the Iowa Hawkeyes. TJ, I'm going to let you take this one next. What do you got for me? Um, You know, I think – my dad taught me one thing growing up. He's from Minnesota, and he taught me one thing, which was not to ever pick Iowa to win a football game, to always pick against them. So I'm going to pick Michigan Wolverines. But I'm not picking them. But Michigan, don't get me wrong, has some stuff to prove still. They haven't really played anybody really, really good yet. So I'm not with them to go all the way. But I like how they look. I think they have a good start going to the season. I'm going to pick Michigan. I don't think there's any way Iowa wins this game. Yeah, but what you got for me, brother? You know Iowa. It's just one of those teams like Purdue in the past years. They just always find some way to come out on on the top team, but I don't think it's going to happen this week yeah. whatsoever. I, I think I think the Wolverine boys are going to go out there, absolutely give them a spanking. It's not even going to be close, in my opinion. But like what Brad said, you know, you might you might get some wins on the line of scrimmage up there in, sometime in between the game or whatever. But other than that, I think Michigan's going to absolutely toast them. That's fair. That's fair. Um, we're going to move on to a next our next segment, guys. I really want your take on we're going to do our top five quarterbacks in the college football season right now. Um, I, I'm not going to lie. This has been an interesting topic around the landscape of college football. I have a different list than most people. Um, I will go ahead and start. Um, I think number one and number one overall right now. I'm going to have to take, uh, and I hate saying this because he hasn't proven to me much this season, but he has won a Heisman Trophy. I think Bryce Young right now, until he's dethroned, I think he's still the best player in college football. I will say Bryce Young brings a lot of moxie. Um, Bryce Young, time and time again, when Alabama's offense has not looked fantastic, he has come out and made a play that has ultimately not not only changed the game but won the game. You look at Auburn last year. You look at their game against Texas. They did not have Bryce Young. There's no way they're winning either of those games. Um, But time and time again, Bryce Young makes the play that changes the game, that wins the game. And for that reason, I'll give him the nod at number one. Number two, oh, I tell you what, 
this is not going to be a a pick that a lot of people will agree with, but I just want to give some homage to my boy Will Levis at the University of Kentucky because no one else is doing it. Now Mel Kiper put him in their top his top 5 quarterbacks this week um in the NFL draft as a as a pro prospect. And I just want to tell you why. I want to give you some reasons why I'm picking Will Levis at number 2. And I think after I say this this week, we will see him prove me right not only against Ole Miss, but against Tennessee and against Georgia. Am I picking us to win all three of those games? No. But I'm saying Will Will Levis will look fantastic. First, he's got the best arm in college football. He does the most with the with with less. He has probably the youngest receiving core in college football. And, I mean, we don't have five-star talent on the edges like maybe Alabama or Georgia does. Third, we probably have the worst offensive line in, in the SEC right now. And he still has managed to throw for 10 touchdowns and four interceptions and over 1,000 yards. and still has a QBR that's in the 70s. That's impressive to me. And we're doing this without a run game. So it's a one-dimensional offense right now where he's still putting up, you know, 300-plus yards a game. Last game against Northern Illinois, I'm pretty sure he had 300-plus, three touchdowns and no interceptions. That's, that's pretty impressive to me. Um, I just want to give Will Levis, uh, you know, some a shout-out on here. Man, I feel like a lot of people were, were kind of giving him a lot of hype before the season started. They saw one game against Miami, Ohio, and, and never looked at him again. But – uh, Will Levis, I'm going to put him at number two. Number three, this is interesting because I don't want to just go with SEC bias, but Will Rogers at Mississippi State, is he has proven time and time again that he, this man is a, he's a game changer, man. This man is, he brings swagger to Mississippi State that I honestly haven't seen since Dak Prescott. I think he's a better passer than Dak Prescott, who, you know, if he wasn't hurt, would be an NFL starter right now in the league. Um, I think that he has won a lot more, a lot more games um, with with more of a target on his back than Dak Prescott did. I don't think Mississippi State runs the ball well at all. I'm pretty sure they were actually the only team behind Kentucky in the SEC in rushing yards per game. Um, and I'm going to I'm gonna just say, I, like I said, I watched him play against Kentucky last year. Kentucky's defense last year was ridiculously good. And I'll tell you what, Will Rogers tore us apart. Uh, I'm pretty sure he only threw for four incompletions the entire game, and he's continued to play as of, as of late the exact same way he was last year. I'm giving the nod to Will Rogers. So the Will brothers are two and three to me, number four. Right now, Stetson Bennett. I got to give the nod to my man, dude. He looks like a whole different quarterback this year. He's not going to win the Heisman. I don't care what anybody has to say. That's, that's a ridiculous take. Not only does he not have the favoritism that you have to have to win the Heisman, but come on, man. He's Stetson Bennett. He's too nerdy to win the Heisman. You can't give it to him. But I'll say this. He's definitely a top five quarterback in, the, in college football right now. He's, he's looking like Johnny Manziel running around the field. You know, he's, he's buying time with his legs. He's making plays. He's, he's making plays, taking names, dude. I'm, I'll give it to him. He looks confident. The thing that Stetson Bennett, you would always dig on is his confidence. You would always say maybe that, you know, we, we, we just want Stetson Bennett not to make plays to lose the game. Well, guess what? Not only is he not making plays not to lose, he's making game-winning plays, and he's doing it with confidence and that's what you want to see in a in a senior quarterback and so uh, I'll put him at number four and number five oof I this is where I think it really kind of becomes a pick em. I Caleb Williams at USC do you want to go Hendon Hooker at Tennessee do you want to go Sam Hartman Wake Forest I don't know I watched USC play and while I'll be honest I was not as impressed with Caleb Williams as I was with Sam Hartman against Clemson. I do think Caleb Williams with his um, his athleticism, his size, and his arm, I think he is a game changer, much like Bryce Young. If he was not the quarterback at USC, I do not think they win last week. I think Caleb Williams brings a certain type of swagger that USC hasn't had in a couple years. And uh, so for that and that reason alone, I will give my number five spot to Caleb Williams of USC. Next, I'm going to let TJ take the um, 
rankings for top five quarterbacks. And yeah, if you guys agree with what I'm saying, shoot a comment. If you disagree, shoot a comment even more. I want to hear what you guys think, and I think I'm right, and I want you to try to prove me wrong. But TJ, what you got, man? Top five quarterbacks. So I think you're forgetting about one person, Brad, and he's going to be my number one quarterback. C.J. Strout for Ohio State. Are you kidding me? This man has 1,200 passing yards, a 95% completion percentage, and he only has thrown one interception and 16 touchdowns, which is more than Bryce Young has done all year. One less interception, which I know, but three more touchdowns, and he has a better uh, quarterback rating. He has a 207. Bryce Young only has a 170. So, I'm taking C.J. Stroud. For a second, I'm going to put Bryce Young for all the intangibles. I just think you have to have Bryce Young in your top three until you're proven wrong. Um, but number three is going to be an interesting one. You're not going to like this, Brad. Jalen, I don't know how you're going to feel, feel about this. But it's going to be Hooker from Tennessee. He's I like him. I watched him play Florida. Yep. I like him. I think he's something different that Tennessee yes. hasn't had since Josh Dobbs was there. I think yes. he's bringing that back, that style of being able to move out of the pocket, being able to complete throws. Yep. I think he could use some help at the wide receiver position. But other than that, I like Tennessee's offense. I like Hooker. I think he's a great leader. And I think, you know, he's going to do great things at Tennessee. And then for my third one, or, yeah, fourth one, sorry. You know, I think I'm going to go Will Rogers. Will Rogers has been very impressive to me. We don't normally see this stuff out of Mississippi State, but I think he's a good quarterback. And for all those things I said in the when we were picking games, I just believe Will Rogers is that guy, and he deserves to be number four. And then my last one, just because I think you have to have him on there, I don't think you can have a top five QB list without having him on there, is Caleb Williams. You know, we saw him for USC. We all know his stats, and we've said it. So I'm not going to repeat those. But I just think – we watched that USC game late, you know, Saturday night, and he was a leader out there when he the, his team needed it. I think those are intangibles of a great quarterback for your team. And so I'm picking Caleb Williams as number five. All right. Um, Jay Will, what you got for me, brother? Top five quarterbacks in the country. Give them to me. All right. Well, I'm a very biased person because I'm an Alabama fan, but I will say my number one would be Bryce Young. Bryce Young, absolutely. What Brad said earlier, whenever we're like down in the dumps, the Texas the Texas game, man, Bryce Young came through. He pulled out a win, and we're very grateful for him. And number two, I have C.J. Stroud, absolute dog, going out there doing his thing like a normal Ohio State quarterback would be doing, you know. Over the past few years, nothing but QBs that are in the Heisman run, you know. They're absolutely amazing. And my number three is the same as TJ's. I'll go with Hendon Hooker. Absolutely love this guy. His his numbers are absolutely insane. Throwing for like throwing for like two forty plus every game, man. And even that that Florida game, he went crazy. Absolutely crazy. Let's see the numbers for that. He went twenty two for twenty eight, three hundred and forty nine yards. Absolutely threw all over that all over that defense. Uh huh. But I'm going to pick Hendon Hooker for that. And my number four, I mentioned it earlier, I really love Sam Hartman. I have a lot of trust in him, and I think he definitely has a future. And he's absolutely going out there and swinging that ball. And so that would be my number four. And my number five, I, I said it earlier also, I'm not really on the Caleb Williams bandwagon, but – I have respect for him, and I think he'll go out there and he'll have a good rest of the season. But I think he definitely deserves to be top five. That's fair. Real quick, before we move on, I just I got to make my point as to why I'm not a big believer yet in Hendon Hooker. It's not because I don't think he's good. I think Hendon Hooker is the best quarterback Tennessee has had in 10-plus years. Yeah. I think he brings swagger to the University of Tennessee. I think he brings confidence to the University of Tennessee. But let me just hit something real fast. Hendon Hooker, in the same game that Jalen just said that he went off in, was outplayed by Anthony Richardson. He really was. Anthony Richardson had a better game passing. Also, Hendon Hooker is what I would call a system quarterback. When he was at Virginia Tech, 
No one even really knew who he was. I'm not going to be disrespectful, but it's kind of like, you know, Will Levis. No one knew who he was at Penn State. They didn't utilize him correctly, and neither did Virginia Tech. I think if he was truly a top-five quarterback in college football, it wouldn't, have, it wouldn't have taken two years at Tennessee for someone to actually say that because before this season started, no one was picking him in the top five at all. But I will say he's done great. His numbers look good even though 70% of his passes are five-yard dumps or screens, outside screens to receivers. At the end of the day, numbers don't lie, except they do sometimes. And I will go ahead and just be, um, I'll be quiet. But, man, not a believer in Hendon Hooker. Did he, did he torch my cats last year? Yes. But were three of those touchdowns um, one-yard passes that the receiver took for 80 yards? Sure, yeah, yeah. But we'll give that to Hendon Hooker. Um, not a believer in him. But, hey, uh, yeah, whatever. Not, not a Vols guy at the moment. Not a believer in Hooker. Last segment, fellas. Last segment of the day. I want to give you guys... And a chance to give me your upset pick of the week. I know that we have been talking about this a little bit before the before the um, episode started, and I'm gonna be real with you. It took me a while to really pick one. I know I picked a couple upsets when we were when we were doing our picks for the week, but I think my big upset of the week this week, I'm gonna pick the Purdue Boilermakers to beat the Minnesota Golden Gophers. I actually really like Minnesota. Again, I, I want to hit on that. But I think that Purdue, for some reason, O'Connell shows up in big football games. The Purdue Boilermakers, for some reason, tend to, to play like world beaters when no one gives them a chance. And uh, I believe this week is a week where Minnesota might be overlooking Purdue because of the two big victories they've got back-to-back. I still think Minnesota could honestly beat anyone in the conference but I am picking the Purdue Boilermakers as this week's upset of the week. Dylan Bluedorn, please do not kill me. I really love your boys. I believe in P.J. Fleck. I think they should go ahead and give him another extension. Row the boat, row the boat, row the boat, but not this week. The boat's going to tip over. The Purdue Boilermakers are getting the W, and that is all I have to say on it. T.J., give me your upset pick of the week, brother. I think. My upset pick of the week is going to be Mississippi State beating Texas A&M. I don't think it's a huge, huge upset, but I think a lot of Texas fans, Texas A&M fans are going to ride that Arkansas win, and they're not expecting it. But your old Bulldogs are going to come in there and ruin people's nights, ruin people's Saturdays. Um, So I can't wait to see that happen. Fair enough, fair enough. Jalen Williams, what you got from your brother? All right, so I have Missouri beating Georgia. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. Um, but I, um, I, I definitely think Purdue might come out on top and beat Minnesota. Um, just like we were talking about earlier, man, they're just an unpredictable team, and I could definitely see them taking them off. Okay. All right. And before we end today's episode, I like to give my boys one minute to simply say whatever it is they want to say. And get off their chest. Doesn't matter what it is. It can be anything. It can be. It doesn't have to be about sports. But I want to hear what you have to say. Let's let's try to keep it to sports just for this episode. But uh, Jalen, you want to start? All right. Here's Jay. Will. Let's do it. I have a bone to pick with um, the Alabama staff. Um, I am not a big fan of Bill O'Brien whatsoever, and I think every Alabama fan can agree that we want him gone. He is. He's hor- he just gets on my nerves. Absolutely gets on my nerves. Play calling, just terrible. If we still had Steve Sarkeesian, man, we'd have an, an absolute dominant offense. And now that we have Bill O'Brien, you know, in the past, absolute dumpster trash, everything. I'm not a big fan of him. So, that's my take of the week. Uh, get Bill O'Brien out of here. Help us, SOS. All right. This guy is not a Bill O'Brien guy. TJ, give me your one-minute take. What you got for me, brother? So I'm going to do something, and I know he wasn't in my top five quarterbacks, but I don't think you have to be in the top five quarterbacks. At least in my eyes, I'm looking at guys who can play on Sunday when I rank a top five quarterback in college football. So this guy I don't think will play on Sunday, but he's definitely up there in the college football world as a player. And I think – 
I want to make my case why he should win the Heisman, and that is Stetson Bennett, the quarterback for Georgia. Let me make my case though. Imagine, imagine you're Stetson. You come back from you come back from Georgia after being a walk on. You receive a full ride scholarship, right? For the normal person, you'd be done after that. You're like, I'm good. I've made it. No, Stetson says I'm going to beat out the two five stars that Georgia has on their bench and wait my turn. And when he gets his shot, he takes Georgia to the national championship and wins it for the first time Georgia's won a national championship since the 80s. So, is he an NFL quarterback? No, he's not. Probably not. He's not going to play on Sundays. People laughed at him, thought it was a joke when they put him as a Heisman watch, but I don't think so. However, if there's one man that defies the odds and always delivers, it's the mailman, Stetson Bennett. All right. We're going to ignore that take um, for the rest of the season. I'm just kidding, Teach. Um, I will say Stetson Bennett's been impressive this year, but for my one-minute hot take, ESPN, college football coaches, AP poll, listen up. It is time to rank the Kansas Jayhawks in college football. I'm sick of it. If you're going to put NC State at number 10, you better put the Kansas Jayhawks in the top 25. Let me just read you their resume as of right now. they got – Four straight victories. They're 4-0 for the first time since 2007. What happened in 2007? They ended up getting ranked and never left the top 25. And I think they actually won an Orange Bowl, if I'm not mistaken. They've beaten the Texas Tech or Tennessee Tech. Uh, what is it? The Skyhawks, 56-10. They beat West Virginia on the road, 55-42. They beat Houston, who was ranked when the season started, 48-30. And they beat Duke, 35-27, who also was undefeated. Come on, guys. If we're going to rake NC State, and let's be real here, they beat Eastern Carolina 21-20 to week one. That was the most underwhelming. Under, they didn't look good at all. Okay, Leary, their quarterback, he's not a primetime performer. That's all hype. It's all ACC bias. Guys, it's time to put Kansas in the rankings. Hey, if they lose next week, then we don't ever have to talk about it again. But right now they're 4-0, and they're cooking with gas. Guys, it's time to put them on there. The Kansas Jayhawks, are they going to win the national championship? No. But let's rank them anyway. Come on, somebody. Can I get an amen? Amen. Come on. All right, guys. Well, I want to go ahead and say that puts a bow on our first show ever in the Southern Fan College Football Podcast. Again, I'm your host. Join my buddies TJ and Jalen, my roommates. Um, we are so just thankful that you are, are, are listening, that you gave us your time. Um, Again, this is just something we've been thinking about doing for some months now, and we were like, hey, let's let's get after it this week. Um, I do want to ask that you would follow us on social media, at the Southern Fan on Instagram, at the Southern Fan on Twitter, and if you could, please like and share our podcast. Guys, thank you so much for this first episode, for giving us your time. I'm so excited, and again, we will meet with you every Monday at 6 p.m., and we will give our takes on the college football reaction of what just happened and what is coming next. Guys, thank you so much. Have a great day. And it's been a blast doing this first podcast with you. Have a great day. Goodbye, guys.